This is Never Sleep Again, and you're listening to The Theremin Chronicles. A podcast where we discuss all things sci-fi and horror. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Veronica. And on today's episode, we'll be discussing Netflix's Archive 81 and deciding if it's a flop Flop or or not. (laughs) All right, so let's get into it. Yeah. Um, So... I actually just found out about the show like right before we watched it. Right. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I hadn't heard anything about it coming out. Um, Until we got a recommendation to, yeah. to watch it. Yep. Yeah. And we kind of blew through it in like a week. <laughs> less than a less, week. <laughs> less than a week. We we got hooked pretty, yeah. pretty fast watching this one. Yep. Yep. So um, this one was pretty interesting. And... Yeah. Um, some unexpected things happened there, not knowing what I was really getting into because I didn't even watch like a trailer or read any like synopsis or review. So I had no idea like what it was about. <laughs> you know, I saw I, I think I saw the trailer once or twice. It came up in Instagram stories mm-hmm. and and I recognize I recognize the guy that plays Mark. Okay. In in the series, I recognized him from. I forgot what else I saw him in, but I just, you know, he just has one of the. He's one of those actors with one of those faces. Yeah. And you just recognize them instantly and in, in everything. You're like, hey, it's it's that guy. He does. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that, but it, but for some reason, I didn't just. I didn't feel the need to just jump on that mm-hmm. real quick. I think I meant to, or something in. I probably we we probably had something else to watch. Yeah, is what happened, which which is what usually happens. Right. <laughs> well, um, this show definitely took some turns and <laughs> twists. Um, kind of a slow burner at first, like with the first couple of episodes, but I felt like it still like drew me in. Oh, and before we continue. There are going to be spoilers. <laughs> yeah, a lot of spoilers. So, yeah, in this episode. So if you haven't watched it, then, you know, we we recommend that you go. Definitely. And, and watch it. And, or or not. I mean, you know, <laughs> you, it's you up to feel, you. <laughs> it's up to you. You can, you can feel free to, to listen to us uh, and talk about it. And then watch it, yeah. <laughs> I, I got to say, even if somebody told me everything that happened in this show, I would still watch it. Yeah. yeah, I would I would still watch it spoilers and, and all. I'd want to see it yeah. for myself. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, kind of a slow burner starting off there. Um, this was definitely like kind of like a sci fi horror fantasy. Definitely all the elements um, of all of them. Yeah. And we're kind of following the story of a guy who lives by himself. His name is Dan. And um, he basically restores old cassettes and like VHS tapes and other film uh, media and um, he's hired by this guy Virgil who owns this large like fortune 500 company right to yeah yeah, and he wants him to restore some tapes yep to restore some right up his alley (laughs) yeah we come to find out that there are all kinds of mysteries embedded within these tapes Right. And uh, we just kind of go down a rabbit hole. Cults are involved. And like, you know, we thought there are some elements of like demon worshiping. And basically, and- <laughs> ba- basically, in a mo- basically in a show or a movie that you go in understanding it to be a sci fi or a horror. 
and there's a guy restoring old VHS tapes. <laughs> Just about all the things that you would expect to happen while he's restoring the VHS tapes, those things happen. Yes, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't help that he's like in a secluded compound where he's recording these tapes by supposedly himself. by himself. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, a lot of things happened um, throughout, but you know, we'll let you go check it out. Uh, right. We're not going to give you an in-depth review, no. but I got to say, I um, enjoyed the story. The story was unexpected. Um, it turns out that everything culminates to the discovery of like another world. Right. So at that point, it stops being a series that's all about this guy restoring these creepy old VHS tapes and it becomes more about this this other world they described it as what like a in a an adjacent world or yeah or a pocket just, universe. Right. <laughs> yep. And and this cult, like their desire to try to open up a doorway right. to this other world where there is this being that lives there. <laughs> it's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> I know. It's but. always a great idea, right? Yeah, it's gonna it's know, gonna right? end it's gonna end well for these for these people. <laughs> now, while not the best idea to try to open up a doorway to hmm. another world where you, they know there's this entity that lives there, may not be good. <laughs> um, while that's not the best thing to do, I do appreciate that they actually allowed us to have a glimpse into that world. Yeah, that was cool. Right. I that was, was cool. curious to find out what it looks like and what it was like for the characters to be there. And I was really glad that they actually showed us what it was like. So that was pretty cool. Kind of um, kind of took some of the mystery away from me there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty cool. And I also liked that James Wan was involved. Oh yeah, James Wan is an executive producer mm-hmm. on this. Now I'm I don't know how much of his decision making went into it, but I think I saw some of his elements there with the uh, with I like to think that some of his decisions were in relation to the atmosphere of, okay. the, of the show because I I did like the tone, the overall tone and setting yeah of it. I know some people find that stuff kind of boring, but but yeah, I, I liked that aspect. No, of it. it helps to make the movie, helps you know. Me. Right. Yeah. Right. Like sometimes some things were kind of had that kind of that tint to it, like a, kind of a bluish tint to it, mm-hmm. and that just definitely reminded me of James Wan. There's always a creepy house or something creepy with yeah. a building or a house when James Wan is involved. Yeah. <laughs> So you definitely have that there. Yeah, that was a great addition. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. Um, the characters, like I really actually like the characters in this. Yeah, they had good characters in this. Yeah, good character development. Um, I felt for the characters. <laughs> definitely. And, um, I well, also... when they weren't doing anything stupid. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, when they weren't doing anything stupid. Yeah. I have, and I'll be talking about that in a little bit. But... Um, I love it when you get to kind of meet um, like a quirky cast of characters. And so I liked how we kind of got to know about the people in the Visser 
and they all had like these eccentric personalities and whatnot and um very interesting to see them interacting with each other and with um melody who was um another character that we're following through the story melody is like the other main character yeah she's the other main and you'll and you'll you'll see what we mean when when you watch it so basically there's two main characters and and the narrative will switch between the two in order to drive the story forward right exactly and about the viscer speaking of the viscer there's interesting characters but they were all they all every last one of them at some point does something creepy (laughs) which would have been a major red flag right for for me i don't know how so melody is living in the viscer Mm -hmm. and this apartment building and called the viscer and there's so many situations in which it really should have been a red flag to her to just move out right she was she almost did right or or yeah she did really she she had opportunities too and several several opportunities and this was one of the things i didn't care for was some of the character decisions she was there to try to find her mother who had given her up for, um, not really up for adoption. She's, she's kind of abandoned her at a church. And so, um, she grew up without her mother, not knowing who she was. And she, she somehow acquired a letter, um, which kind of led her to the viscer, which was supposed to be her mother's last known address. Anyway, Melody is just so intent on finding her mother, even though the letter makes it clear that she does not want any contact with Melody. But Melody still goes to the Visser, still tries to find her mother. After all these strange occurrences are happening, seeing very interesting and odd worship services, <laughs> I guess, right. being held in the community center. Rituals. Rituals and and yeah just like the odd behavior of the residents too it's like she had opportunities to leave and she still chose to stay and then she finds out surprise surprise all those people are in a cult together it's just now that part really there's some there's some parts in here that you what happens is exactly what you expected to happen I don't think it really takes away from the story just because of the way that they do it Mm -hmm. is they they tell the story really well. But I wasn't surprised to see all those residents as like as the cult members. Oh, no, no. They were also even even no matter what age they were, even young people, there's a kid in there and she's nice and everything. But then she says some creepy things where I'm thinking, hey, if I was her age. I would have thought that was creepy. <laughs> right. But we have to remember that, um, what was that? Her name was Jess. She grew up there. So that's right. really all she's known. So she wouldn't, she might not immediately think that some of those things are creepy. But you know what I like about that is they they kind of showed you that she she looked like she knew something was wrong. Yeah. Now that, that, that was did cool. seem like, and, you know. And shout out to to the 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 actress playing that character yeah because she was really convincing she Mm -hmm. did a good job at letting you know that she even she thought something was weird even though she grew up in this cult right but then she would you know kind of snap back into character and right and you know 
just believe the things that she had been told. She was still drinking the tea, which she knew because she was the one who was collecting it. She knew it was right. filled with the mold. <laughs> she, oh, you yeah. know, she still wanted to hold this no new world. She wanted to be strong enough to hold this new world the inside of her. Tea. So in this series, everybody, <laughs> all, all you listeners out there, in this series, there's a disgusting tea that has mold in it that the people in the cult all drink. It is disgusting. <laughs> it's straight up. When we say mold, we mean just the straight up mold that that sometimes grows on tiles and ah, just. But this is special mold because <laughs> special it, mold. it grows yeah. in like a crop circle type of pattern. <laughs> so... Right, right. It grows in a pattern and they think it has mystical properties. Yes. And so they're drinking it. It's a sign of their devotion. A sign of their devotion. <laughs> so to this entity. Uh, yo, that just sounds that sounds <laughs> creepy now. You know I don't like cults. I know. You know I don't I like know, I don't, don't like, like stories cult. about See, cults. I, and and I do. So <laughs> this was hilarious and so. when it took that turn I was like all for it. Um <laughs> But hilarious. yeah. So definitely the characters I liked. Um, Mark. So I actually, and I feel like you felt this way as well. At some point during the season, it almost seemed like, hmm, is Mark in on this? Is I thought he, that. you know, from like, the, is from he... the, I think I said that to you when yeah. we were watching it. And I, I thought said, the same guy, thing. Is he kind of in on it? I, th- I still think he knows something. Mm-hmm. The... I don't know. After the last episode, I feel like he's, just as clueless as Dan. Um, there was a point where you you thought he would might have been like a Baldung, one of the right the opposing, the opposing factions. The opposing of faction. I the thought he might be from, from there. Yeah. I think partially we both thought this because he is really knowledgeable. Yeah. He turns out to be knowledgeable, resourceful. And a really good friend to Dan. Yeah, I love that he was such a good friend. That he was to a Dan. good friend to Dan. And when I saw that he had Dan's best interest, that's when I thought he was a Baldung. Oh, okay, Baldung. Yeah, Baldung. Yeah. And but so, it turns out it's looking like name. he's not. I don't. <laughs> it's looking like he's not. Um, at least at this time. But I was glad that Dan had somebody because we also learned that Dan's family was burned in the fire. And it turns out that the reason he was burned was because of Melody's tapes. Melody had a connection to Dan's father. And if you watch the series, you know this. Um, she was He was her professor at one time and also her therapist. And she and was, her mentor. And, and kind of, yeah, like yeah. her mentor as her well. Mentor they had a well. relationship, you know, um, like a teacher-student uh, mentorship relationship. And so Melody, once she started to discover all these different things happening at the Visser and how strange the people were, um, she was recording everything. And so she sent those tapes to Dan's father. This was when Dan was a little boy. Now, because the tapes were at Dan's house, the Baldung, we find out, actually set the fire to Dan's house to destroy the tapes. Because the Baldung are opposed to the disciples of this entity. They, and they do- will prevent it yeah. by any means necessary. Any means necessary. They don't want this uh, door being open. They don't want this thing coming out of it. 
And so that's why the fire was set. And Dan doesn't have a family. So because of them. Yeah, because of them. And his survival, we were told that his survival was completely by accident. So that was one thing that I liked about the series, because most series, they'll try to give you something where, you know, it's it's just too black and white, mm-hmm. where it's just you got the good guys and you got the bad guys. Yeah. But with this one, they they made it they did a good job at making things very complex mm-hmm. because you have one cult that is presented to you as their you know, they're just pure evil. We see them killing people in rituals. But on the other hand, you have this other, you have the other faction who they all, all the while they present themselves as good, they will do terrible things right. for what they feel is the better outcome. Right. So they're, the Baudong, they're, they're presented as good, but they're willing to burn a house down with a family in it, um, with families in it, mm-hmm. in, in order to keep, you know, in order to keep this being from entering the world. So that's going to, with Dan having that information, that's going to create an interesting dynamic for the next season. Right. Because now he has that information and so he's not going to really want to have anything to do with these people. No. Uh, the you know no from what we know from Dan he's Dan already so a, a little bit of uh, information on Dan. Dan's not very trusting Mm-mm. of of people. Like that's that's clear in the series as several times within the series somebody might do something for Dan and he's just he just seems like he just thinks that there's always a, a catch even his even his friend Mark which is what his best friend yeah kind of, I would say, I would say is, but he should be <laughs> he yeah, should be his best friend each other for a long time right right he even has trouble at some point trusting him until Mark basically in his own way lets him know like no I'm, I'm your friend for real and I'm trying to help you right and so I thought, but I, I did, I did think that it was interesting that they made that type of, that they were able to create. I thought it was cool that they were able to create that type of dynamic mm-hmm. between, you know, you have the one, you have the cult versus that other faction. Right. And they both do terrible things. And you have the regular, normal people like Mark and Dan and Melody are caught in between it. Right. Like yeah. in the middle of it. I like that aspect of it. We also learned that Melody is actually a Baldung by, you know, birth because by her birth, mother right. was a Baldung who we see in the final episode. She actually helps Melody. Um, she actually helps open the doorway because Melody was trapped in the other world and she's able to hold open the door so that Dan can rescue Melody. But then he gets trapped. And right. um, now one of the things that I did not care for <laughs> was this entity because we kept getting we got glimpse of the entity in the videos that dan was was um kind of he was restoring so we would see the entities like form its shape within like the static of the tapes and whatnot protruding a bit out of the 
the uh, the monitor. And <laughs> I'm sorry, the entity looked like an alien. And right. for the longest time, I thought we were dealing with aliens. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, they think they're worshiping like this, like mystic creature or this, you know, spiritual being. And I'm I like, think, oh, my gosh, I think it's aliens. Feeling, I think you feeling that way was intentional. I think they <laughs> intend because they remember they put in the, the thing about the comet. Yeah, because, yeah, there's a comet. They could only open the doorway when this comet was close. Or as we saw in the final episode, if you have, like, pieces of of a comet, you know, near enough to the area, then it can kind of help it open. But, yeah, I thought for sure we were dealing with with aliens. When we watched footage of the first time they were opening the door back in the 20s, the 1920s. The 1920s, yeah. well, I said the 20s. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, we're in the 20s right now. Oh man. Okay. A hundred years ago, um, in the 1920s, when they opened the door um, for the first time on film, there was this beam of light that came down. And I'm like, oh my God, it's a tractor beam. That's what it is. It's, it's aliens. going to be aliens. abducted. Yes, they're going to take them to their ship. And that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. But it was interesting trying to find out where the story was heading. So I actually liked that added mystery. It kept us guessing. Yes. It kept us guessing. Is it is it a demon mm-hmm. or is it a some type of spirit thing, right. you know, or is it aliens and and we don't really know what this thing it's, is. No. Because they're talking total. about a completely different world mm-hmm. and one character described that world as being uninhabitable by by humans right or something but as we could see melody was somehow able to inhabit it and you know stay alive for was it like 16 years right um, so right. i don't know we'll she see. didn't age at all she didn't age um, but there's still a, a lot to learn because in the final episode, we see that Dan actually was transported back to 94, right. where he actually existed as a boy during that time. Right. He would but, have been a child yeah. during that time. So still a lot to learn. Um, I got to say, you know, we talked about some of Melody's decisions. <laughs> Dan, 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 Dan. I am so sorry. Right. I get it that, you know, this was really eye-opening for him. Oh, no. Going through these tapes, oh, finding boy. out his father's involved, not having known that. Um, Virgil, who hired him, he didn't tell Dan that his father was involved in any way. His family paid the price because of his father's involvement. Right. And so, you know, all of this is is being revealed to Dan over the course of these weeks as he's going through these tapes. So he becomes more and more um, invested and wants to find out what exactly his father was doing and how he ties into all of this. So he starts investigating further and further and further um, into these tapes, investigating the compound where he is, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, Dan, if you don't pack your bags. <laughs> no, no. First of all, if you don't finish just restoring these tapes, and collect leave. your one hundred thousand dollars because right. that was what he was being offered and leave. 
because I am so sorry. As curious as I would probably be in a situation as like as that, I can only imagine. Um, there was too much involved. Way too much involved, <laughs> and it would have for me. It would have just become an an interesting story that right. I told people at dinner parties after collecting my one hundred thousand yes. dollars for restoring the tapes. He dug in way, uh, way too deep. Way too deep for that. It's I I guess, I guess the the thing that's good about it is because he was able to rescue Melody. But now he's stuck in 1994. But it's like he was going down dark hallways. He was breaking down walls in the compound and smashing glass to try to get access to rooms. He was going into sub-basements. Like he was down the lower areas that he was not supposed to be in. He discovered a hatch in the floor in the basement underneath one of the filing cabinets that he knocked over. I'm like, oh my gosh, don't go down there. And what does he do? He goes down there. (laughs) It's like, I'm sorry. No, no, no. That would not have been me. And he's been seeing glimpses of this this thing and glimpses of the entity. Yeah, in the tapes. So in the tapes. Now that that brings me to another thing about the story that I didn't really care for. Yeah. And, well, not the story, but just this is a visual issue, and it's not a it's not a huge one. The CGI for the entity that we catch glimpses of. Yes. The CGI sometimes really wasn't good. They, I meant to say that. Yes. They, they, oh, they my did, God. They did this thing where it looked like the entity was coming out of the the monitor, the mm-hmm. computer monitor that he was looking at. And just the CGI, it's, it looked like something from the early 2000s. It, dude, it looked <laughs> like it definitely looked like something from like Sci-Fi Channel. Right. No shade to the Sci-Fi Channel, but, although it's not right. what it used to be in the 90s, gotta say. But yeah, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta do better Sci-Fi. Gotta do better. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it just it just kind of took the scary it took any scare factor for, for me and it took it right out of it. Me too. It just had me laughing at a part that I'm sure was not supposed to be the part where we're laughing. Yeah. And, it's, and it's too bad because uh, what 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 I liked, another thing I liked was just the comedic parts mm-hmm. of of the of the show. There were parts where things that people said were de- definitely funny and we'll we'll let you we'll let you see that for yourself. But yeah, the CGI needed work. Yeah, it really did. I don't yeah. understand that decision. Because I feel like anyone watching that would be like, this isn't really scary. Um, It's it's weird. And I'm sure the character is disturbed because (laughs) why not? But, you know, for us viewers, it didn't look scary. I will say when they finally show the entity in its full glory. There's nothing funny about that. In the other world. (laughs) It looked creepy. It looked kind of creepy. It was creepy. Although still you could tell it was like CGI, like. You could, but I, but it, it at least it at least did a good job at being intimidating. Yeah, because there have been times where where I've been disappointed by the main by the main being. For um, for example, when from the nun. Yeah, the trailers made the nun seem like it was just this really 
But how many people did she even kill? Like, what was her I body count? <laughs> she well, she proved to not be as scary as we thought. People literally got away from her by just running. Yeah. And yeah. so, so here though, we got to see, we got to see the entity actually look scary. There's people willing to burn down homes and apartment buildings with innocent people inside just to get away from this entity so they did a good job at making sure it was a legitimate threat look yeah i do still yeah. wish though it was done like more practical effects and not practical just total effects cgi are always always for better. me it would have looked creepier um however yeah. the fact that it has control over that world and can make you see whatever it wants you to see um, right. was very creepy to me you know what about the practical effects? That would have been a really good payoff. Yeah. If we could have seen and and I mean, you know, we're talking textures. Mm -hmm, exactly. And things which like that. CGI, which CGI or at least that CGI did not successfully yeah. um, you know, render. So that right. would have been really cool. It would cool. have been nice for like a big reveal and just really it it would have been cool for it to just go full on horror at that point too, mm -hmm. like like maybe show it just go, just really do somebody in, just show show the audience that it's not messing around. Yeah, you know that would have that would have been a really good payoff. I would have loved that. Right. Yeah. Um. Another thing I didn't really care for was the priest dying. You know yeah. I. <laughs> I, I feel like, um, you know, I'm okay with the choice for the show. I'm just sad that he died, though. <laughs> he was a good guy, you know. He was actually trying to help. He knew there was something wrong with the Visser right. and the people there. And he was trying to help Jess. And, um, you know, it went south for him. Of course, we know the leaders of the cult got to him and right. uh, took him out. But, yeah, I was sorry to see that. Yeah, that was, I understood that they did that to, you know, move the story yeah. forward because the circumstances surrounding his death mm -hmm. were very suspicious and Melody picked up on it immediately. Right. And now, now I really liked that. I liked that Melody wasn't just, you know, Melody wasn't that dumb mm -hmm. because sometimes in movies and shows, a person will be killed because they know too much and everybody just carries on like, oh, I can't believe Roger died. Like, oh my goodness, yeah. I can't believe he's dead. And nobody thinks about the fact that Roger got killed after investigating why people are going missing at the coffee shop. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and, and so Melody's not dumb here. Mel Melody immediately realizes that the priest dies after trying to after trying to exercise a demon out of out of the girl and after basically spilling the beans to Melody that the viscer is evil. Mm -hmm. And she needs to leave that place. And then and then he dies like what, like a day later? Yeah, Something he died. Like yeah, yeah. The, the next day he's right. we find out he's dead, I think. It's the next day. In almost any other movie or show, it would have taken them all season 
to, to realize that right. something doesn't seem right <laughs> about that. So I, I enjoyed that we had protagonists that were that were a little bit smarter than the average mm -hmm. sci-fi horror thing, except for the part about going down long, dark hallways. That, or, you know, staying yeah, in a creepy, in a creepy <laughs> building filled with cult members. Like. By yourself, making friends with rats. Yeah, that was actually an aspect of it that I that I liked. Mm -hmm. He he literally made friends with the rat. <laughs> oh this guy, yeah, he, he fed he it and talked to it. He did. Now, um, the main character, I have never seen him in anything before. His acting um, was interesting to me. It was very subtle, like his performance, right. and it kind of grew on me. I wasn't expecting that. Um, but he really like held back a lot with his delivery and um, just the way he allowed his character to be portrayed. And um, I don't know if that had to do mostly with the directing or it was if it was his decision. But it was very interesting, especially considering how slow the show took off. Like but you I, said, it's a, it was a slow burner. It was a slow burner, yeah. yeah. But I feel like it was probably a good choice because when the show picked up, it really picked up. And um, even like his his emotion and whatnot and his delivery um, became more. Um, I guess there was more like energy behind it and whatnot as the show picked up. So I thought that was interesting. Very interesting. I liked the scenes where we were transported in time. To the 1920s and yeah. we were introduced to characters then who had originally tried to open the door on film and so I thought that was very interesting I always like it when we can kind of get um, some a little history lesson on right. what got us to this point especially when we're talking about something that um, spans decades or decades really long. not even just decades but I mean, this thing is ancient and these factions are pretty ancient as well. It looks like the Baodong were around like hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And same thing for the disciples of this entity. So and the story was was interesting on its own. It, even if you thought of it, even when you think of it as a separate as a separate right. series to the main series. Yeah. It it holds up pretty well. I'd totally it's watch pretty, that. <laughs> I definitely would. I'm I'm glad that we didn't have to sit through like an entire series of it or something. Something like that. I'm glad that they were able to get to the point. Get to the point. Really, I'd really watch a quickly. series. I'd watch an entire series of that. Just them in the nineteen twenties. I thought that was really interesting. I think it's because I'm thinking about it in in the way of we just saw this season. Okay. Well, we, we just saw this season and they already explained it. Okay. Gotcha. But however, if, if the way we were presented to archive 81 was that, Oh, that would have been cool. What? If arc, if the way archive 81 started instead was it showed him restoring these films and then it just immediately took us straight to the 1920s. Oh, that actually would have been pretty cool. That yeah. would have been that would have been pretty cool. And then the nineteen twenties was the first season. Okay. And then yeah. we and then we okay yeah so because I'm trying to get into the 
mind of I'm trying to get into your mind right now <laughs> with what you're talking about, like it the 1920s being its own series. Yeah. There. So yeah, that is cool. And that episode was a really good payoff. It was. Because because we were listening to people just go on and on about all these secrets and secret societies and things and now they finally just show us Mm -hmm. instead of just instead of just uh, having other characters tell us about what happened so i i really enjoyed that and the characters the characters during that time they were all really interesting and we only got to see them for a little bit but they were all um i had fun watching that episode i did too i had fun watching that it was really interesting yeah. Oh, what a time to be alive when you can just stream a show and watch it in just a few days. Just a few days. No more waiting week after week after week, trying to make sure that you're home at the perfect time to tune in and watch the show. You're able to just watch these shows at your leisure one by one, back to back. So, But that still has an appeal to me. It does. <laughs> you know. I mean, just like your favorite show. It's nostalgic. I think it's for nostalgic. Sure. That's what I liked about Dexter New Blood. Yeah. Was having to be there to get the new to get the new episode. I did not. You did not <laughs> because enjoy I wanted to see it. I wanted to watch all of it in like one And sitting, judging but... and, and you know to prove my point, judging by the way that series ended, I'm glad that I did, I'm glad that I didn't just been watch it all just to be disappointed. Yeah. I was able to take in the good parts and the bad and parts. The bad. So. You know, you have a point that cuz that last <laughs> episode was trash, but back to this series. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we were able to kind of binge watch it because I did want to find out what would happen next. Right. Without having to wait. And so um you know, I, I basically enjoyed it and i feel like netflix can keep on pumping out yeah more seasons of this show um they can keep pumping out more series yeah keep it up similar to this as well you know i love the sci-fi horror obviously obviously (laughs) Obviously, we love the sci-fi and horror aspect of the show so you hear that netflix (laughs) netflix if you're listening to any netflix executives if you're listening as far as Archive 81 is concerned, if you're selling, we're buying. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, on that note, on did you have note, anything else to add? I had fun watching this series. Um, just some final thoughts on on Dan. At first, he, it really wasn't doing it for me. I thought the character was a little bit boring at first, yeah. but then I realized that he's playing the part of a very disturbed young man who had a mental breakdown some right. years earlier. And I thought it was really cool to show when he finally just, he gets so angry and we see this man who's usually really measured and controlled, mm-hmm. just really lose it yeah. and get enraged as, as things intensify there's parts of his of his personal life and family life being brought up by this shady organization and and so it was uh like you said it was a slow burner but it really had some good payoffs in there so creepy parts too like it actually creepy. you know the creep factor was there 
know, definitely all the horror elements are in as there. cheesy as the entity looked in uh, the glimpses that we got in the videos. <laughs> right. There is still some creep factor there at other times within the series. So, yeah, I don't care how much how tough anybody thinks they are. If you saw anything like that in real life, you'd be scared. So that's, <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> they did a good job of that. So <laughs> I guess uh, what do you say? Does it flop or not? Oh, not for sure. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I did. Yeah. I would say this is this is a not. And if you haven't seen it, go check it out. What do you think? Yeah. It didn't flop. Yeah. So it's it's, it's not. It's yeah. a, not a flop for me. I uh, had a lot of fun with it. Just, uh, yeah, just uh, blow through it like we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all we have for tonight. Yeah, that's it. Um, But... As always, if you have any questions for us, um, if you have any suggestions for reviews or anything you'd like for us to discuss, feel free to contact us. You can reach us at neversleepagainreviews at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and we're also on YouTube where you can find weekly horror and sci-fi movie reviews and more. So feel free to check us out there as well. Well, that's all the time we have for tonight. We thank you for listening with us. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Veronica. And you have been listening to The The Theremin Theremin Chronicles. Chronicles.